0: RCMHV Talks with Rotrack Club of Hillview. Hello everybody and I welcome you all to the latest episode of RCMHV Talks. As promised in the previous podcast, we have with us a cinematographer who's defied all odds and he's a clear testimony to the fact that, you know, experience matters but talent goes a long way. Pratham Mehta is our guest for this episode of RCMHV Talks. He's a cinematographer based in Mumbai, and his last project was being the director of photography for Scam 1992, which is the highest-rated Indian show on IMDb. In this entire conversation, we understood what cinematography is. We talked about how important uh, the relationship between a director and director of photography is. And of course we couldn't let him go without asking some questions about Scam 1992 and his favorite cinematographers and movies. So this is going to be a very interesting conversation for all the film enthusiasts out there uh, who are definitely going to relish and learn something from uh, his journey being a photographer and being a foreigner to Bollywood. So there's a lot of food for thought in this entire podcast that we have recorded with Pratham Hatha. So I think without further ado, let's get into it. So thank you so much, sir, for joining us. Hey, Thank you guys. Thank
1: you for having me. Yeah.
0: And um, so many, many congratulations on the phenomenal success of SCAM 1992. Um, just before I officially begin with the podcast, I just had a question about the show. So you've broken all records and finance. your entire show is revolved around finance and people don't really understand finance. Now when you reflect on your initial journey, when you sat down with your team and thought about the ideation of this web series, did you even have the slightest hint that this show is going to get 9.6 ratings on IMDb and it's going to, uh, uh, you know, break the records of Chernobyl and Breaking Bad? So,
1: did you even have the slightest idea about it? Oh, not at all, not at all. See, we we knew we are attempting to do something very sincere
0: uh, and that was the idea from the beginning,
1: um, discussions with Hansel and my team and everything was like we are going to try and do our best, we have really good actors and we knew about that from the beginning that our actors are very strong you know Uh, I didn't have the confidence that people are going to either understand the show through and through And people were binge watching it, which I never thought is possible with our show. I thought our show was too heavy to take, you know. Uh, So that was a surprise after it released. Till the end of it, uh, till the till we exported the show, I never saw this coming, you know. Uh, Because also I was on the show for a year and a half, Mm -hmm. so you kind of lose all objectivity. You kind of you don't understand uh, if this is working or not. Uh, But again. Of Hansel, being Hansel, he had the maturity and the confidence that he, he knew he, it will work and it was all his decisions, you know, in the editing process that uh, that got us to where we are now. So, it's a very satisfying feeling that like all this a year and a half long uh, journey and now it's all like, okay, it's all worth it and people are liking it, loving it, so it's great.
0: Absolutely. I, I personally binged what the show and I enjoyed it. Uh, I'll begin with the questions. So uh, you are a cinematographer. If you could just explain what you do to a layman, how would you explain it?
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a complicated definition because it took me few years to even explain to my parents about what I do. Uh, so a cinematographer, also called as director of photography, is the person who. Uh, controls and executes the visuals of the film. Uh, So a good cinematographer, a good DOP is the person who can enhance the story experience and not just create pretty shots you know. So we work closely with the director to create a vision and then we with the help of production designers, costume designers, my lighting team, camera team we execute them. So a cinematographer is not just the person who's operating the camera but also the guy who's creating the vision and he's able to delegate and execute those visions you know. So, yeah, you can say we have visual storytellers uh, who work with the director to execute the film.
0: Okay, so uh, coming back to your show, um, you know, you recreated Bombay of the 90s and uh, it was very visually appealing to watch Bombay of 90s. How challenging was it to recreate? Uh
1: See, most of the credit for the whole period uh, look goes to my costume designer, uh, Arun Chauhan, our mm-hmm. production designers, uh, Therapan Shrivastava and Payal Ghosh and also the real locations we chose, you know So, we spent months and months uh, scouting uh, all these locations, all these real locations in South Mumbai and once we kind of found those places uh, the period feel comes right there, you know. So there's a lot of restriction that comes with shooting in real spaces in terms of modifications and lighting, but the overall benefits outweigh the the negative points. So, so that kind of affected uh, the period feel that people mm-hmm. are appreciating. Uh, see, I wasn't even born when the scam of 192 happened, uh, and um, so and so was none of my camera team, you know. So uh, but my understanding from the beginning was never to overdo the period elements of it. Uh, it was always about like what is uh, what works with my sensibility to tell this story uh, and never force feed the audience with the lighting and the short decisions to show that look at this this is period you know okay. and I think one of the reasons why the show is being appreciated is because uh, from writing, editing, costume, production, design uh, uh, everything worked to, uh, for the show and not to show off any of these elements
0: yeah, so
1: and that's why like people are appreciating that how organic and natural the 90s feel rather than you know mm-hmm. uh, overdoing the retroness of it you know uh, a large process of it was also working with my colorist Adinar Shukra so we, we came up with which is the final step in the entire uh, process of this uh, thing which is the last mm-hmm. final polish you, you do the look so, mm-hmm. where we came up with like a perfectly muted balance of colours but also that feels natural so it gives you a vintage feel but doesn't, it's yeah. not too overpowering so it's distracting So, mm-hmm. that was the last step that we, I had the control over to create the the feel, you know, the 90s feel or whatever feel yeah. that again is from mm-hmm. my understanding
0: but Yeah okay. Well, you are a foreigner to Bollywood, was it challenging to work on your first web series?
1: uh <laughs> uh it, it it is uh because it was but not really because uh see a lot of unexpected dots connected for me to come here you know to be able to shoot scam uh I was shooting something in la Hansel got to see my work he had the instinct and the guts mm-hmm. to be like okay I think this guy can pull off this big massive show uh so uh it it wasn't that big of a challenge moving uh, uh, to Bollywood or to working here because again uh, the kind of people I was surrounded by you know uh, and the, the respect we had for each other I, I feared that uh, because of my age people might not might not take yeah, me seriously exactly. <laughs> uh, and that was a fear uh, funnily before moving here I even grew out my beard so I looked a little older and that was the reason but uh, but again like i got lucky with the people i was surrounded by and then mm-hmm. the process of uh, it's, it's it's a big difference you know uh, shooting in la over here one major thing is like the number of people on sets over here is mm-hmm. significantly more you know
0: okay
1: uh and there's definitely a element of power trip when you're dop here but uh, but but our sets uh, really was never run by fear it was always like a very open collaborative process through and through between me and the director, between me and my assistant, Mm -hmm. between me and my gaffer so overall uh, the process was very similar in that way coming from LA you know so again it was a Mm -hmm. easy journey that way.
0: Well, you are an example of age is just a number Uh, but I'll just uh, I just want to know is there any difference between shooting a feature film and a web series?
1: Oh yeah, massive. So, okay. li- just to give an example, uh, on certain days, we would end up shooting some 13 to 14 pages a day. Mm-hmm. To compare that to a feature film, you'll end up shooting one or two pages a day, or maybe three pages a day. You know? Mm-hmm. So, the amount of scenes you're shooting is uh-huh. crazy. Uh, you are shooting in the most unchronological way. So, I'll be shooting starting with something from episode 8, then moving on to a scene from episode 5, episode 2, uh-huh. you know? So, we'll be jumping all over the places. So so uh, it's a lot more to keep in your mind it's a lot more challenging I believe for the actors you know maintain their graph and to have that understanding but also the work for me to maintain if scenes are going to cut together visually our graph that we have planned out is working or not so it is a different challenge Uh, it has a lot more uh, compromise element to it because you're shooting faster the budgets are of course tighter because Mm -hmm. the number of scenes you're shooting but uh, but again it is a much more satisfying feeling because as I'm not experiencing people are watching it you know and people are mm-hmm. much more invested in it because they get to see it for longer so um, it all works out you know so yeah so, I am uh, I am looking forward to doing a luxurious uh, feature film next though where I can like to shoot uh, two pages a day a page a day and then have the luxury of <laughs> like you know perfectly lighting it and having no compromise. So, I am looking forward to that. Though.
0: Alright, so uh, I have a technical question for you. We all know the relationship between a director and a director of photography has a huge impact on the show. Uh, were there any differences while you were shooting this show between you and your director?
1: See, both uh, Hansel and Jay uh, were my directors who are like are the coolest, calmest people you know. Uh, from the beginning we developed a relationship of like very mutual respect and understanding. So every single discussion was for the betterment of the project. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was like never any ego present, or there was never like hey, I've done so much and this and that, you should listen to me. They were so cool and open-minded. Uh, I always tell them, they've spoiled me as a director of photography because not only they give me so much freedom. Uh, to do the way I want to do but they are always right next to me standing like say if I want any kind of guidance they are right there you know Uh, so again I did some ads after that as well and I have done some other it is a different process you know so they have definitely spoiled me Uh, and uh, again our relationship was very frank so I don't think I remember any moment of conflict between us because and mostly the credit for that goes to their maturity and their good nature Mm -hmm. you know Uh, see the process of shooting this was also very unique because uh, in the pre-production me and Jay scouted every single location for months you know and uh, we practically built the entire show in our head Uh, and before reaching the set I would have uh, short design lighting plans mood uh, ideas and everything I would have everything planned out. When mm-hmm. we reached the set, we would just watch the actors rehearse. Then uh, me and Hansel would block the scene about how the actors should be, where should they move and everything. And then I would come up with a fresh set of plan. That happened before every single scene. So, all that homework was there to help me come up with a new plan faster. So, uh, so it became a very easy going process, you know. Uh, and a very collaborative process that way. So, again, again I got very lucky. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah i got very lucky with these guys yeah okay uh,
0: is there any advice that you would like to give to aspiring filmmakers or cinematographers
1: uh i i always tell, again firstly i'm nobody yet to give advice to people yeah, but you've achieved success
0: after making e- a show e- like e- scan
1: 1993 yeah so I, I i always tell people uh, like uh-huh. work will work will get you work you know uh Don't be just so eager to jumping into assisting somebody, you know. Uh, Assisting is great because you get to learn how sets work. But at the end of the day, if you want work, you need to show some work, you know. So I always tell people try and find stuff, but try and find desperate, desperate creative people around you and just go out and film something with them, you know, because everybody around you is like hungry to tell stories. So if you can just find somebody, actors, writers, director, you know, and that's how I started. Uh, When I was in film school, I basically went up to some people who I thought was cool. There were some people who were cool and I was like, hey guys, let's write something, let's shoot something weird, you know, just so I can show what I can do, you can show what you can do and that's how we make projects, you know. So that's what I suggest people, try and just find your people you get along with and just film something. that's the best way to do it. Uh,
0: so, uh, you went overseas to study. Uh, is that a worthwhile investment? Would you recommend people to go abroad and study cinema? Uh, y- y-
1: uh, okay, so overseas is a different thing and that is a point I'll come to maybe for like let's say film school. So, I went to film school you know and I, mm-hmm. I always think um, film schools are great ecosystems because you're surrounded by creative people, you know? So it's easier, like what I said about in my previous point where you should try and find people who are creative and want to do stuff. So film schools are easy atmosphere and a safe place to find those people and to be able to make these projects. Uh, So, But at the end, it is all about how proactive and hungry you are to be able to do things, you know? So, uh, and if you are, then you'll make the most out of it and and it'll all be worth it uh, Going, talking about going overseas uh, it's an investment into your own career into your own future if you could do it if you can have it and then I think uh, you won't regret it because if you're serious enough about it you'll make sure how to get that money back you, you'll make sure how to make the best out of it You know, so if you're serious enough about it uh, and if you if you have the, you know, it's, it's also about the luxury, you know, but like if you have that, uh, it is great because you, I honestly think you learn a lot more when you are like also away from your parents, you're learning, you're, you know, you're independent, you're trying to figure out everything else in your life. It just makes you much more mature. You get to see life in a different way. And, uh, and that's what it is about, you know, you're not just learning in college. You learn mostly by being on sets, being around people uh, and shooting the process actually. So, so it's either here or in India, which there are some great film schools or in the US or wherever you go, get to go to if you are interested and again, it's, it's art school, film schools are art school, if nothing, you'll have a great time. So, if you're serious about it, it's worth the investment, I always say that.
0: Okay, so shifting back to uh, Scammed, is there any favourite shot that you have, any favourite scene that you <laughs> collect?
1: uh see uh before getting into this project i knew the scale of it which was like i have to shoot 85 days of uh you know 550 pages worth of content 600 pages of content uh so i knew i can't have specific shots and ideas uh uh in my head and be very obsessive about it because things always change it's not a commercial where everything you plan you can get it very easily you know because uh, because location changes, lighting changes, your condition changes so much. So, so I had to be flexible enough. So I like to believe I treated each shot with equal importance. So and because of that, I don't think I have a very favorite shot. But uh, having said that, of um, course, there were a few scenes that I was excited after we shot it. You know, uh, like the scene where Herschel dies, uh, Herschel's death scene at the end. Uh, I knew we have something very powerful uh, even in the edit I saw it like 50 times and it still choked me up, you know uh, of course then the music and the voiceover and everything that came which I knew while shooting it will be there so I could imagine it so uh, that was something I, I really like uh, all the BSC scenes were fun to shoot because we would have like hundreds of people and mad energy and I would just jump in with my camera into the crowd with my focus puller. shivam uh, was great and like we would just instinctually uh, capture interesting faces and follow people so uh, it almost became like a war film in my head so those were fun uh, but yeah I mean there were a lot a lot of fun moments throughout filming this thing so yeah mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, growing up, we all have had some role model, mentor. Who's your favorite cinematographer?
1: Uh there's, there's quite a few. Uh, okay. So, uh, I, 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 always say uh, uh, this guy called Janusz Kaminski, who's known as Steven Spielberg's DOP. You know, so he's like a legend, of course. Uh, uh, I consider him to be one of my favorites because. Uh, he and Spielberg have done like all kinds of film, all genres of films, you know, and such impactful films and they've, they're able to create unique atmospheres and unique look for each one of them. So that is something that I would like my career to go that way, where I am able to, you know, create films in just all different directions, you know, and such impactful work. Uh, I also tell people always, he, like I would like to be able to create atmosphere like Janusz Kaminski, Spielberg's DOP, uh, have the maturity and understanding like uh, Hyotip and Hyotima who's uh, Christopher Nolan's DOP and but also be able to create like jaw-dropping shots like Emmanuel Lubuski who's uh, Alejandro Ineridus and Alfonso Cuaron's DOP so again there are like amazing amazing cinematographers out there uh, but uh, which is, it's great to have those people to look up to, you know, yeah. Which are your
0: favourite movies of these cinematographers that you stated?
1: Oh, uh, let's say, I'll name one for each one of them. I would say, uh, for uh, Emmanuel Lubisky, I would say Children of Men*. Uh, sh- uh, he shot that uh, which is directed by Alfonso Cuaron. Uh, for uh, Janusz Kaminski, I would say uh, Saving Private Ryan directed by Steven Spielberg and for Hyotiv and Hyotama, I would say Interstellar, uh, directed by Christopher Nolan Mm
0: -hmm. One final question uh, before we wrap up this podcast is if you could just reflect on your journey and is there any scene that you wish you could have changed or tweaked a little, uh, what would that be? Uh
1: So, I think there might be very few DOPs who look back at their work and don't want to change things, you know Uh, because we by nature are like control freaks and we want to control every single element in the frame Uh, but there's also a mature understanding of like um, you can't obsess over these little details and you have to look at the bigger picture Uh, so, the scam, as I said we shot like some days, 13-14 pages a day so of course there were days with full of compromises, you know but I can't complain the show is working people are loving it so like I don't want to I don't I can't I have tried not to analyze it where like oh this scene I should have like you know so I've tried not to analyze it I'm just like it's working I have to like I'm trying to be mature and I'm like okay it's done you know this is it you have to yeah so but yeah I don't think I can't name any specific scene like that but yeah
0: it's, I think it's justified because the show is phenomenal. Uh, I don't think there are any mistakes right now that you would like to go back and change. But yeah. anyway, thank you so much for joining us. It was an enlightening conversation. So I had a great time and uh, I just want to know, have you recorded a podcast before?
1: No, no, this is my first this, podcast. Okay,
0: so this is your podcast debut. Wow. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright. I I, 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 yeah. I learned
1: a lot by listening to so many podcasts uh, about uh-huh. cinematography and about filmmaking. So so this is great. I get to be on one
0: of these. Yeah, fine. <laughs> That's great. All right, folks, it's curtains down on this episode of RCMHV Talks, but don't go anywhere as we come up with some interesting content in the coming few months. And don't forget to follow us on our social media handles and keep checking our podcast. CMHV talks with Road Track Club of Mulun Hillview.